0: social media marketing, and business growth with The Side of Coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, then it's time to hand your kiddos those tablets, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Haley Burns with me. She is a conversion copywriter and launch strategist. So basically, she's going to help you improve your writing so you don't sound so bland. It's time that you sound like you and not AI. So welcome to the show, Haley. Hi, Allison. Thanks so much for having me. And I love that you mentioned AI. <laughs> uh-huh. Big buzzword lately. And before we got on this call, I poked around your website. And can I just say how impressed I am <laughs> with your copywriting? Like I have had a lot of Copywriters and copy strategists on my show, but your website really popped out at me (laughs) and how you use words and how we can really relate to it. And so, if anyone's listening and they're like, Oh, what's her website? It's sugarcopy.com, but don't go until after you hear what Haley has to say on the show and then go to sugarcopy.com and you're going to go, Oh, now I get what she was saying. So, let's talk about copy and our brand voice and how we can put all that together. And the first question out of the gates is, it's kind of a two part question here is why does creativity matter? And I know what my audience is thinking, like, I'm not creative. And can't I just post what I want to post and just talk about my business. So I want to know from you because your website is so creative, your copy is so creative but so relatable. So why does creativity matter? And in your mind, like what is creativity?
1: Sure. Uh, So one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've been noticing is I think during COVID, so many people brought their businesses online. And now there's a lot of the same offerings, there's more saturation than ever. And I think that is an opportunity for people to just be more refined and more niche and more authentic to really stand out and get their message heard um i think in 2015 they said like our attention spans are shorter than goldfish and i can <laughs> imagine with tiktok it's more like ants or amoebas <laughs> or something now um so yeah just i think it's more important than ever to rely on a uh, fewer gimmicks and just a better storytelling and um you know, people aren't just buying your product; they're buying your personality. So, uh, yeah, using creativity to uh, not sound like ChatGPT and set your content apart is is more important today than it ever has been.
0: And I think when we talk about creativity, I think it's really honing in on what makes you different from everybody else. And how can you put it out there? Creativity doesn't mean that we have to have these big intellectual words or the most beautiful graphics on Instagram. To me, that's not what creativity is. Creativity is really infusing who you are into the work that you do. Would you agree with that?
1: Totally. Uh, You don't have to be good at painting or even writing to be good at writing for your business. It's just about being yourself
0: and being unique and original. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree with that. So what are some ways to truly engage people with voice that sounds like no one else?
1: Yeah. So uh, I don't think this is feasible for everyone, but in 2018, I went cold turkey from Instagram and I uh, I made a pact to myself that instead of scrolling and being like mindlessly turning my brain off, I would try to read more. And that started off with me kind of trying to optimize my productivity and only read nonfiction. And after a while, um, I kind of allowed myself, uh, you know, like it's like if I'm going to Watch Netflix, maybe I can just read fiction. And for a while, I thought that reading fiction was kind of like brain junk food. (laughs) But I found that after a while, it really helped me write more engaging copy and uh, be more creative. So as I leaned into this idea and felt uh, less guilty about uh, reading fiction in my free time, I noticed that I could uh, draw different skills from different types of writers. And uh, for example, like uh maybe you're familiar with charles bukowski or um kurt vonnegut they're really great at uh, conveying profound subjects in really short conversational sentences and being really readable to uh, a wide audience and so after spending so much more time reading uh fiction by those types of authors i i feel like maybe it like would marinate my subconscious and eventually my writing just became so much more engaging and kind of mirrored the way that these uh, these famous, for a good reason, authors are writing. And on the flip side, uh, kind of turning to books that are a little more verbose and descriptive uh, with, uh, for example, Cormac McCarthy. I don't know if you've no, heard of him. He passed away a couple of months ago. Uh, so sad. He's been called like the Hemingway of our time. Okay. Uh, really he he is so visceral his imagery is uh, so emotional and it's uh just spending a little bit of time reading something like that really helps you plug into humanity and learn how to um really uh, tug at people's heartstrings in like an ethical way so on the flip side um uh, instead of reading you know really um direct straightforward fiction reading something like that um has just opened my mind to you know, new metaphors and new ways of describing things that makes my storytelling and my copy so much more impactful. And so I think just keeping an open mind and, and exposing yourself to that type of writing in your free time can really help writing for your business.
0: And you know what? That's some really great advice that I've never heard from anyone else when it comes to writing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be writing all the time. I love that advice about putting down the phone, because honestly, when we're scrolling those social media apps, it is mindless, right? And you just kind of go brain dead. So put down the phone and pick up a book. And honestly, give yourself permission to give up feeling like uh, handcuffed to social media. Because honestly, at the end of the day, like that's not what's really going to sell your business is how many times you post on Instagram a week. Like, let's be honest, (laughs) that's not how it goes. So, putting down the phone, picking up the book, I love that. I read every night before I go to bed, but now I'm kind of thinking instead of scrolling after dinner, why, you know, the kids are doing whatever and the husband's doing the dishes, pick up a book instead of picking up my phone. I love that advice. And then when you talked about storytelling, that's kind of a buzzword too. A lot of people when they hear the word storytelling, they think it needs to be like this big massive transformational story. And I don't know how you feel about it, I don't think that's true. I think it's more about these little micro stories that happens day to day that you think might be boring, but in reality It's very relatable to your audience, and then they feel closer to you, and then that's how they begin to trust you. So when you talk about storytelling, are you talking about, yes, it could be big story, transformational stories, but it also could be those little micro stories?
1: Totally. I think it can be both. And uh, I I think you're spot on with people uh, racking their brains, thinking they need to, you know, I don't know <laughs> be the next Steven Spielberg in their e- launch email, but um it could just be like a slice of life day to day thing that you you start. And I think people maybe even enjoy that more because they see you uh, they see you head to head with you, yeah.
0: And a good example about this is I try to make my stories relatable to movies. My audience has learned that I love to watch movies. I love to watch Netflix. So if there's something that you absolutely love, maybe there's like a TV show that you're obsessed with, can you start thinking of little micro stories in your life that kind of relates to like a certain episode or relates to a character? And then you can put that in an email and have a GIF of that character. And it's so relatable, but you're just, ch- you're telling a little micro story, but you're also relating it to something else that someone might also encounter. So I think that's like little tricky ways that you can do that and put it in your copy too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be your story. It can be about a character.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Then <laughs> like they
1: then they want to go watch it. So
0: yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So I want to know from you: Are there any like common myths about writing for your business that you want to bust today?
1: Yeah, uh, I think this this kind of ties in with. Uh, how being a generalist today is kind of the death of some online businesses and uh, how important it is to have personality in your writing. Um, but, you know, I think there's a myth, especially with people starting out, that you need to sound super professional and formal and every all of the grammar needs to be all the grammar. <laughs> and, uh, uh, one thing I learned early on in my in my writing career is from um, copywriter Ben Settle. He's like a email marketing god. He's known for being really witty and uh, controversial, but that's what makes him successful. He uh, he calls this technique uh, language butchering, where uh, instead of instead of saying like I think, he'll be like me thinks, and I think it makes this like <laughs> copywriting really engaging, and his emails are wildly successful for that reason they're just re- really funny um he just talks like an orc sometimes and um it's just uh, people don't really want to see perfect and i i think kind of just leaning into like using slang and uh and writing how you talk is uh is is what works and so um i think one way to kind of like uh practice this is just reading out loud your writing and see if it sounds like you know you're talking to your grandma or you're at a cafe with a friend um or like don't overthink it at all and just let the
0: words pour out and like just write how you talk (laughs) right and a lot of these like I don't I know like word like you're gonna type this out maybe in word you can do the speak portion just speak it and then you can kind of pick out your slang Totally, totally. And then you can, because I know for me, every email I send out, I always start with, hey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not like dear or whatever. It's, hey, it's, hey, whoever, (laughs) like, and that's how I talk. So if that's a really good tip for our audience is instead of writing the email, let's just start with emails today. Talk it out. Speak to it maybe in your, in your phone, in the memo section, just speak what you want to do. and then just transcribe it and put it in word and kind of pick out your slang, kind of see how it is, kind of see what, you know, if you have short sentences or long sentences and you kind of get an idea of what your personality is too. Do you have any other like advice you would give when someone, cause I think that's how most people start when it comes to writing is like, okay, I need to email my audience. I want to start emailing them. How would you tell them to get started with infusing their personality and emails?
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, just don't overthink it. Just kind of let the words pour out. I mean, obviously, there should be some structure, but um, it definitely shouldn't be a whole um, to whom it may concern situation. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, using storytelling, I, it's not even wrong to use storytelling in every email if you want to tell a story in every email. I think people love stories and that just keeps them reading until the end. And yeah. uh, definitely uh, being mindful of, uh, you know sometimes i see with a lot of even like really big brands is they'll start emails with like a big block of text so just being really mindful of the layout and readability as well like it's totally okay to use two word sentences and um yeah one one sentence paragraphs so i think that's really important as well That's awesome.
0: Now, before I jump to my last question, where's the one place people can really learn from you? I know I mentioned sugarcopy.com, but is there somewhere else that they can really see your copy and your personality?
1: Yeah. Um, basically I'm not a big social media person. Like I said, um, you can find me at sugarcopy.com. My portfolio is there. Um, I am also on LinkedIn and then I'm also to a lesser extent on Facebook, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash Haley dot copywriter. So those are the three horsemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, And if you're listening, you have to go check out sugarcoffee.com because I was having a real fun time this morning just checking out your website. And I was kind of like, oh, how can I, like, what can I use? Uh, Because you use food. Yeah, it makes you hungry. Like, yes. (laughs) So your thing is food. So if you're listening, I want you to think of what's the thing in your life? Are you a coffee snob? Is it food? Is it movies? Is it TV? Is it books? You know, think of like, what makes you quirky? Mm. That's how I like, what really makes you stand? Like if you were to ask, you know, five friends, what's the one thing that stands out about me, let them tell you, and then start infusing that into your copy. So here's my last question for you. What is okay. your favorite hack to instantly, I mean, instantly improve your copy's engagement? Yeah.
1: Uh, so one thing uh, people do a lot in their emails or even sales pages is there will be a lot of uh, warm up copy or like build up copy in the okay. beginning of the uh, in the beginning of the text, and it's just simply stuff that people Guilty. don't care about. Maybe it's like a history lesson or setting up the story or whatever. Okay. And actually in, uh, really, uh, really great movies and books, they use this technique called in media res, which in Latin means, uh, in the middle of things. Uh, so it's totally okay. And actually better to start an email or a sales page, like with dialogue or just like directly in the story, like the context comes later and that's what gets people to keep reading. Like they don't want to hear, you know, just, uh, the background. I think it's, you just got to start in the action, drop people right into the madness. And that's what is really great for
0: engagement. Kind of like a movie where they kind of show the middle. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. What just happened? Yeah, yeah. And then you're hooked, right? You got to know what happens. Okay. Exactly. I, yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of like we just watched the quiet place and it just starts off with everything. Everyone's gone. There's nobody around. They're being super quiet and you know, there's monsters, but you're like, how did it get like this yeah right they don't go into the they don't even start with how it started and their perfect lives and then they come like it was just boom it's in and we were hooked we and then we had to watch like the second one yeah so I I love that advice starting like somewhere in the middle and then like is it almost teasing them are you just telling them what it is
1: Um, I think you can do both. But I just think it's uh, really important as you're writing to kind of ask, like, so what? Like, why does this matter? And will, is there an incentive to keep reading? What can I remove? Just constantly like trimming the unnecessary stuff that isn't going to get people jolting like word by word.
0: (laughs) Okay, no, I like that. That's going to make me kind of look at my stuff and go, okay, what would just make them go? Yes, I need this. Right now, and I don't even need to know exactly what it's all about. They don't need to know every single feature, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They just want to know the transformation, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, every word
0: matters. Yeah, no, I love that. Haley, this was a fun conversation. I know it was quick, but it was just a lot of good, juicy little nuggets for the audience to really just get their brand voice and their copy. If you're listening, go check out sugarcopy.com. And again, Haley, this was a lot of fun. And thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Fallison it's been such a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we're both in the Chicago area looking a little dreary, Brain. so stay safe.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Can you do me a favor? The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to snack some freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Alison Shoals. I'll see you soon.